we are standing by the gas chamber in Auschwitz. And as Viktor Frankl once said, that it was the human mind that created this mass extermination in such an orderly fashion, but it was also the human mind that had the ability to walk inside and say Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad on their lips as they left the world. I just want to tell you a couple of things. A Yid at Tzadik, Mishunam Aliyazah Hal Mishdam, Shem Yerkem Domovev, youngest, second youngest son, the Heilige Son Zerebbe, was taken over here soon after Nazi occupation in Hungary, March 1944. They started uh, taking the Yidden here to the camps. And uh, on the last day of Pesach, they took Shunam Leiza, who was over 80 years old, together with his wife, and they were deported to Auschwitz death camp. They were packed into cattle carts. As we'll see, there was no room to move, no, almost no air to breathe. The Rebetzin in her very weakened state wasn't able to live very, very long, and she died in the cattle cart. Rabshunam Leisel, on the other hand, was taken from the platform and sent right over here to these gas chambers. All the Yidden were ordered to undress, leave their clothing outside the waiting room, and of course they were tricked into thinking they were taking showers and they were to leave their clothing in exactly the right place so they'd be able to retrieve their clothing after the showers. So they all put it in a neat pile. And Shunam Leiser watched other prisoners completely undress. And the thought, what went through his mind is, I'm probably going to leave the world. I cannot leave the world if I'm not in a state of complete purity. And he went to one of the Jewish kapos that they had working over there. And he said, please, let me go in with my shirt. Let me go with my tzitzis and let me go in with my yarmulke. I cannot offer myself as a korban without my tzitzis and without my yarmulke. The guard hesitated. Before the war, he was a Talmud. He was a chosid of the Heilig Tzaddik. He looked up to him all his life. He was a yid. He was forced to go work in the gas chambers. He had no choice. But at the end of the day, he said, no one has ever done this before. Your request is impossible. It was unprecedented. It was unheard of. No one has disobeyed the Nazi rule of getting completely undressed and walking into the gas chambers without any clothes on. He would be shot on the spot. He could never allow such a thing. Shunam Leisel saw that he was hesitating. And he went over to him and he whispered into his ear, I promise you, if you do this act of kindness to me, you will survive the war. The guard was totally moved by these words of such a tzaddik. And he decided, okay. And Shum Leisler was, was, forced not, was not forced to remove his shirt, tzitzis, and his yarmulke, probably the, entire, the only Jew in the entire war that went into the gas chambers with his clothes on. And he left the world in that way. On Wednesday, June 17, 1944, Shulam was was killed in this place over here, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And the tzaddik went to his death with dignity, and the Jewish capital was the only one to survive the war afterwards for this act of kindness. There were two yidden in this concentration camp. Kapos, they were yidden. They were forced to work and push Jews into the gas chambers, a, a, a terrible job, a job that we can't understand. 
And all of a sudden, one of them started to break down and cry. And he cried and he cried. And the other one said, what's the matter with you? You still have emotion? How do you still have emotion? Your emotions are dead, they're finished, they're gone a long time ago. Who can think, who can, who can have emotions at a time like this? And he said, I'll tell you why I'm broken down. I was walking in old Hasidah Shiyid to the gas chambers. And as I'm walking into the gas chambers, he turns to me and he looks to me and says, if a Yid can walk another Yid to his death, then we all deserve to be dead. And he said that caused me to break down and cry. There was a tzaddik, name is Reb Mendela. So, uh, so a cousin of the Svasemes. He was in this camp. And he had a group of Hasidim. Big group of Hasidim who would follow him and listen to what he said. They all knew they were going. They all knew where the end would be. And as they were in this place, Reb Mendela was walking with this Hasidim in order to go to the gas chambers. And he was teaching the Olam how to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. He was teaching the Olam how we can die Al-Kiddush Hashem in the highest form, in the purest form. And the Hasidim was so ready to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. simcha. You can imagine the scene, they're being marched to their deaths. And what happened? As they get closer and closer to the entrance of the gas chamber, they start to break out in a song. They start to break out the simcha. For them, it was simcha's Torah. It was exciting. They were about to give their lives over to the Rabbi Yishroim Al-Kiddush Hashem, one of the highest things that a person can do. And they started dancing. The simcha, it was like simcha's Torah. They were dancing in a circle. Mom is here by the entrance of the, of the gas chambers. The Nazis couldn't take it. A bunch of Yidin were trying to break them down. And they've still got their emotions. They've still got their simcha. They've still got their dignity. They couldn't take it. They shouted and screamed, stop, stop. But these, these Hasidim of Remendler said, no, we're already in the next world. We're already with the Rabbeinu Shalolam. We're already having Hanav and the Ziva Shechina. We're not stopping. The Nazis didn't know what to do. They needed to get them to stop. Do you know what they did? They found a Yiddish baby. A Yiddish baby. Babies don't last long. When they're born, they normally kill them straight away. They found a Yiddish baby. And they took this baby. And they threw the baby in the middle of the circle as they were dancing. And all of a sudden, the circle stopped. We're not trampling on a Yiddish baby. They stopped. Remendler picked up the baby. And he said, Ravoisai, how does the son know that he's doing a good job? The son knows that he's doing a good job if no one can look at the sun. It's too bright. They can't, can't look at the sun. How do we know, as Yidin, that we're doing a good job? We have Tzalem Alekim. Every single one of us has Tzalem Alekim. And when the Nazis cannot stand to look at the face of a Jew, then it means we're doing a good job. And they went to the gas chambers and they died of Kiddush Hashem with that dignity that we have at Salam and Akim. And we were chosen by the Rabbi Nishalayla. And I'll leave you, Rabbi Yisrael, with one last thought. A Yid, Rabbi Saul Klein, who was a Belzer Chosset. When he was Nifta, there was a Nicham Avedim, there was a Shiva. A yid walked in whom nobody knew who, what he was doing by the shiva. This Belzer Chosid, we saw Klein, was appointed by the Belzer Rebbe to be the Balkoya. And a yid comes into the shiva and he says to the people over there as they're sitting shiva, he says, I want you to know something. I came tonight to tell you that I am religious because of your father. That's what he told the children sitting shiva for their father. And they said, who are you? We never heard of you. We know you had in contact with our father. So he says, I want to tell you. Many years ago, I was 16 years old. And I arrived into Auschwitz. 
I was starving. There was nothing to eat. I went from garbage can to garbage can to garbage can just to get something. I was terrified of dying of starvation. And as I was walking around, I saw another young, another young man, and that was your father. And he said to me, what are you looking for? And I said, I'm starving. I need something. I'm going to find some scraps, some anything, whatever it is. So the man said, and that was your father, I'm also looking for food, but I don't have any food to give you. And then he came closer to me. And he said, you know what I can give you? I can give you a hug. And he gave him a hug. He said, because I love you, because you're a Yid. And he said, the only thing I can give you was a hug. And he's, this man said, and he's sitting at the Shiva, he said, I went through so much. I went through so much during the war, after the war, but I always remembered that hug. And I always remembered the embrace that you gave me. You couldn't give me anything, but you gave me your love. And that's what kept me going. And that's what kept my Yiddishkeit the way it is today. Rabbi Sai, we have to understand and appreciate who we are, where we come from, the mysterious nefesh of the Yidden, what they did to wear a tzitzis, to wear a couple, to be able to die on Kiddush Hashem in the highest form, to be able to serve the Rabbi Nishwalim in any situation, however hard. And when we walk into this gas chamber, we should have those thoughts in our mind and we should emerge as people who are proud to be who we are. We're here for a purpose, we're here for a goal. We have a mission to accomplish. Let's not forget what they went through. Let's not forget their tremendous mysterious nefesh for Yiddishkeit. And that will be the greatest Nakama.